0: Radioinfluence.com.
1: Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I have a very interesting and it's going to get a little bit controversial as far as influencers go, but I want to talk about the benefits of eating out alone And then I'm also gonna kind of talk a little bit about just some observations I've been making lately when dining out with other influencers. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about dining out alone, it's because it is something that I have been doing a lot of lately. Now, most of you know, I'm always forking around town. It's what I do. I'm always out eating and I'm very blessed. I get a lot of opportunities to eat out at different restaurants. And most of the time when I get an invite, it gives me enough time to invite somebody to go with me. And usually I, I like to kind of mix it up with my different friends. I have, you know, friends that enjoy taking pictures of food, but aren't necessarily influencers, but do a phenomenal job. And these are things that I take into consideration. I want someone who's going to, you know, come with me, be good conversation, enjoy the meal, and also enjoy taking pictures and posting about their dining experience. Now, For the most part, like I said, invites will be at least two weeks in advance, and that always gives whoever I'm inviting enough time to put it in their calendar. Now, sometimes I do get invites that are, you know, two or three days before the event, and I struggle trying to find people at the last minute. So... I've had the worst luck lately. I don't know what it is. It's like, do I smell bad? Do I need like I I swear I wake I shower two, three times a day. That's just how I am. I'm always I don't know. But lately it seems that I struggle trying to find people to go out to eat with me. And I get it. Everyone's busy. And, you know, Tampa is very, very spread out. So I'm located in South Tampa. If I'm going to St. Pete, I have to try to find somebody who might be in that area. Also, depending on the time, you know, if they work until 530 or six, it might not be convenient for them to be at a restaurant at 530. So I get all those things. Now, just to give you an example. So recently, Um, a good guy friend of mine who loves food. I was telling him about a restaurant that I'm actually going to tonight in St. Pete and you know, he lives in St. Pete and he goes, can I, can I go with you? I would love to go. And he's gone out to eat with me before. And I was like, okay, great. Perfect. Perfect. I have my plus one and he understands, you know, that I'm there to take pictures that it is and you know, in a sense work for me. And he's been incredibly patient. You know, he doesn't mind waiting while I take all my pictures. He's helped me with photos. And I thought this is a win-win for both of us. He loves food. He's going to have a great meal. We always have a good conversation. It's going to be a great, great time. Well, at the last minute I went to confirm and he's like, Oh, um, as much as I would love to go, I really need to work. I'm getting ready to go out of town. And it just, it just kind of upset me. I understand life happens, things come up, but I thought to myself, had I not confirmed with you two days prior, would you have let me know? Or would it have been one of those situations where I'm on my way to the restaurant and you're not coming? Cause I've had that happen many times. And that's kind of what really, got me going. And it's been on my mind for the last two days. I've been a little bit frustrated. I started kind of thinking about the last couple months and how I've really struggled with finding that right person to go out and eat with me. Now, this is again, these are not um, necessarily influencer events. Whenever it's a group event, it's great because I'm in good company. But these are just more private dining experiences. So I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, It's a waste of energy to get upset. I might not find somebody to dine with me. And that's fine because, you know, being, you know, someone who travels a lot or has been traveling for work, I eat alone often. It's usually just me running errands, stopping by a restaurant. Of course, I'm always going to take pictures. So then it kind of I wanted to turn it around. And instead of being disappointed, I thought, let me look at the bright side. So what are the benefits of dining alone? So I started thinking about it and I made a list. So first of all, when you're dining alone, you get to choose where you wanna eat. You don't have to worry about somebody else and their likes and dislikes. That is one thing about me. I am probably the easiest person to please when it comes to dining out. I am very open to different places and because I have such a strong background in the restaurant industry, I understand when restaurants are short-staffed, You know, sometimes things aren't perfect. I'm just, I get it because I've been there many times. Um, Being someone, a veteran of the hospitality industry, it has really just made me into one of the most understanding people when it comes to dining out. Now, Another thing is you get to take your time when you're going out to eat. You don't have to worry about somebody getting bored, somebody having to get up and leave. You know, they have something, another place to be. They have to get home to to their kids. You can sit down, relax and really enjoy that time alone. And when I dine alone, I tend to eat a little bit slower. I. I'm more in tune with my senses and I'm really enjoying the food and the flavor and just savoring every last bite without trying to keep up with conversation. Or if you're if it's like a date situation, I mean, trust me, I'm not embarrassed to eat in front of people. But sometimes, you know, I'm a little more careful because everyone knows I'm a little bit clumsy. I can't wear anything without spilling it on my shirt. It's kind of my trademark. And I've joked with everyone before, depending on the shirt I'm wearing. I mean, I've gone home and go to put my pajamas on and like, oh, there's that piece of pepperoni I dropped earlier. It was (laughs) inside my bra. So it's more of just, you know, I can feel a little bit more relaxed. It also gives you the opportunity to try something new. There's nothing worse than going out with someone who's picky. And I'm going to, I'm going to I have to pick on my son right now because he is the one person I dread eating with the most. Um, He's 16 years old and my daughter's just like me. She'll eat anything and she is very quiet and polite. My son is very opinionated. I enjoy dining out with her and with him. Not as much. I love him to death, but he's 16 and he's just going through that picky age. Suddenly he doesn't eat red meat or pork. He only eats chicken. It's just going to an Italian restaurant with him sometimes can be frustrating because the sauce can't have meat in it. And I just, I don't want to deal with the headaches. So being able to try something new it's, you know, I'm a very adventurous eater. I know that I could never take my son to, let's say, an Indian restaurant because he would probably complain. It's too spicy. It's too this. It's too that. So this kind of takes away all that stress. You can enjoy your experience, and not have to worry about somebody else being upset or frustrated or dealing with their pickiness. For me, it's also quality time with yourself. You know, I work in a, in a field where I'm always on the phone all day talking to people. And sometimes I just don't want to talk. I just want to sit down. I want to go through my phone, catch up on emails, maybe read some news articles, catch up on, you know, Instagram or whatever, and not feel the need to have to have a conversation with somebody. It's, You know, having alone time for me, I cherish very much, especially with two teenagers at home. I feel like I never have privacy. So sometimes I'll just leave and tell my kids I'll be back and I might just go up to yogurtology and just sit there and enjoy some frozen yogurt by myself and just have that quiet time. Unless, of course, there's a bunch of screaming kids in there. Also, um, you know, eating alone, I feel it's kind of rewarding And for me, if I've had a long day at work, sometimes I just want to pop into a restaurant and just treat myself to a nice dinner. I remember about two years ago, I was working um, for a boutique marketing firm. That is in St. Petersburg. And as I was driving on my way home, I saw a steakhouse, which is actually if you live in Tampa Bay, it's called Bow and Mo's. They're fantastic. I popped in just after driving by and it was one of the most incredible dining experiences I ever had. I had the opportunity to sit at the bar by myself. I got to meet some other people. I tried so many different dishes and it was just one of those evenings I'll never forget. Now, sometimes it gives you, like I said, for me, the opportunity to combine dining with working. I am definitely one to go to a restaurant and especially during non-busy times, grab a table, just sit there, work on the computer and just kind of, you know, eat a few things here and there. And, you know, when you have somebody with you, you can't exactly get your work done. So it's one of those times where I really enjoy the quietness. You know, also, like I said, you know, it's easier to sometimes get a seat when you're by yourself. If you walk into a restaurant and they're slammed, if you're by yourself, you can always find a place at the bar or sometimes a community table. And you don't have to worry about being with other people and them not being able to accommodate you. Um, I was actually with my daughter last week we went to a very popular sports bar for her birthday dinner and they were slammed. I mean, it was Thursday night football. I completely understand. They said, listen, we don't have any tables available. It's going to be an hour wait. Obviously I couldn't go sit at the bar with her, but they happened to have some tables outside and we were able to get seated just because, you know, it was easier just being two of us and we didn't have to wait for that hour to sit, you know, sit inside. Now also the thing about dining alone is You can really just take the time to take a break from people. I drive a lot and the way people drive in Tampa gets me so stressed out that sometimes I just need to sit down and take a breath. Um, Orlando is one of my worst commutes. So whenever I have to go work in Orlando, I always stop someplace. I look up a restaurant that's either halfway home or maybe a quarter of the way home. I go there, I sit down, I decompress And let that traffic time just kind of go by because I can't deal with sitting in traffic. And especially recently after my little um, car accident, you know, I'm I'm definitely more of a cautious driver and my anxiety has just hit the roof. So if I can avoid traffic and go eat somewhere, I'm going to do it. So now I wanted to also just kind of touch on something, and this is where I was saying this is a kind of a controversial topic. So I went to my Instagram and I decided to ask questions of all of you. So before I get into influencers dining out and some of my personal pet peeves, I wanted to ask, you know, uh, my followers, what do you think of dining alone and, you know, how, How do you feel about it? Give me your feedback. And I had some really fantastic responses and just kind of, again, a lot of the things that I mentioned, but it was really nice to kind of hear some people and their feedback. So I'm going to go ahead. These were all actually live. I was so excited to hear people's responses. So I had one person say, not having to deal with small talk, no comments about what you're having. Love that. Um, You know, right now I'm kind of on a clean eating program. And so I was dining with a friend a couple weeks ago and, you know, she's guzzling beer and eating all the fried things and I'm getting like grilled chicken and she's like, oh, my God, why are you eating that? Live a little. Have a drink. I don't want to hear that. You know, I make my choices. I'm not judging you. So don't judge me. So that's definitely a good point. Um, Another person said it opens you up to potentially meeting awesome new friends. I could not agree more. I've been in situations where I've been by myself and I've had people come up and start talking to me. And I actually met a really nice lady who I'm I'm friends with today. I was sitting at a bar at a local pizza spot and we started talking. We exchanged information and now we follow each other on Instagram. We've actually met up for lunch. And had I been there with someone else, I never would have met her. Um, another person said, I love sitting alone at a bar, but I can't do a table for one. Well, I'm going to help you out here. Um, sitting at a bar is great. There's always people to talk to. Even if you don't feel like talking, you can sit at the bar and just kind of to yourself. But for some, I know that sitting alone can be a little bit daunting, but I've done it so much. I absolutely love it. Another person said you can pick any place that you feel like yes, you can and that's again, I kind of already discussed that It's nice not to have to worry about other people's opinions or where they want to go eat okay, so This is another thing that has really been It's been on my mind and today I'm, i'm just warning you guys now. I feel like a volcano like just ready to erupt so as I mentioned I worked in hospitality all my life And one of my biggest pet peeves are people that do not tip, especially when they're getting something complimentary. Now, I'm going to speak on both sides of this because um, as a restaurant manager, I hosted a Yelp event, you know, a couple this is probably eight years ago. I invited different people to come in. At this time, I was also very involved with Yelp and nothing against Yelp. It's I think it's great. I love I I go to Yelp all the time to read people's reviews. And it's been a while since I've been a part of what they call the Yelp elite. But, you know, a lot of restaurants will host Yelp events. And again, I'm only speaking from my experience. This has nothing to do with anything going on today. But everyone came in and I was the manager of the restaurant at that time. So the kitchen was making food. I had two servers because we had about 25 people. These servers were busting their ass. Everybody got three complimentary cocktails plus tons of food. Not one person left a tip. The servers were so upset and I felt horrible that I gave them money out of my own pocket. And that day I was so pissed off. I thought, how can you come into a restaurant? You're getting all this free food. And not have the courtesy to leave something for the person taking care of you. And, you know, of course, I can't really go back and say anything to any of those people that attended. But it just it stayed with me for a very long time. Tipping to me is just second nature. I do it all the time. Even if I have horrible service, I'm still going to leave something. I am going to overtip. OK, if I go to a restaurant and I'm getting a complimentary meal in exchange for posting on Instagram Hell yes, I'm going to tip, but I'm going to tip even more. I'm usually like 40 to 50%. And it's just how I am. And I don't understand how people cannot do that. So recently I was at an event with a bunch of influencers. There was probably 15 of us. We had three different servers. They were bringing out food. They were bringing out, you know, cocktails. And everyone was, I noticed, you know, people were kind of leaving, I stayed a little bit. I had a, um, a friend come with me and her and I wanted to go outside to the patio area to get some better photos because we were sitting in a very dark area. So I went up to one of the servers and I said, listen, I apologize. I don't have any cash. Can you run my card for a small amount? So I, I want to leave a tip for all of you. And she looked at me and said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, why? She goes, because not one person tipped us. And I'm just shocked. And I said, oh, I'm sorry about that. So I felt bad. I left like $25. And I thought there was at least 15 influencers at this event. And not one person left even a $5 bill. And again, you know, it's, this is a very touchy subject because I have been out with influencers before and I've gone to leave a tip. And I remember this one day I was with um, another influencer and she goes, what are you, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm leaving a tip. And she goes, for what? And I said, for what? I mean, we were just served all this food. And she actually ordered food to take home to her husband. And she goes, but we're doing them a favor. And that just, I I couldn't say anything because I didn't want to argue, but it really pissed me off. I thought, how can you go through life like that? Like this sense of entitlement. And it really upsets me. So I'm really trying to just spread the word about this, guys, because it really pisses me off. If you don't leave a tip, I don't think I could ever eat with you. And I'm sorry. Now, there are times when I have gone to restaurants and they have specifically said, we will take care of the staff. I'm still going to leave a tip no matter what, but nine times out of 10, the restaurants don't do that. You know, servers are paid a minimum wage and they survive on their tips. There have been times in my life, you guys, where I picked up an extra shift because I had a bill to pay. And if I didn't make a certain amount of money, my electricity was going to be shut off. I will never forget those days. And you have to remember that, you know, we all come from different places. You know, a lot of people... They do very well in the hospitality industry, but things have been different since COVID and we we have to take care of those who take care of us. So I wanted to ask a few people on Instagram just to kind of get their feedback, because, again, I don't I know I'm probably going to get some haters after this, but I, I really don't care. So one person said always tip or work out a deal. Communicate with the owner to make sure that the servers are taken care of. I have a friend of mine who I love to death. She's in the PR industry and whenever she does an event, she specifically states in the invite, please bring a gratuity for your server. Other PR companies will reach out. They'll say, we're inviting you to dine with us. We're going to provide you gift cards. Gift cards do not cover alcohol or the gratuity. Now, of course, most people are going to read that and they're going to understand, but you guys will be surprised how many people still don't tip on that. And it's kind of sad that they have to spell it out like that. But I'm telling you, people just there are some that just don't get it. Um, another person said, I always tip on or before a discount. And of course, if you're getting half off or whatever, always tip the original amount, especially those that like to use those Groupons and those kind of vouchers. Another person said, leave a tip because the tip is for service by individuals. It's not the food from the actual restaurant. Yes. Again, you are taking care of those who are taking care of you, especially in a group situation. A little bit goes a long way. If you have two people taking care of a group of 20, if every single person left $5, then at least those two servers are going to get, you know, they're going to get what, 50 bucks. I mean, it's. It, it really is a big deal and it helps them. It makes them happy and you're helping them get their bills paid. Another person said, I think it's only fair to give a tip. These people work hard and deserve to be acknowledged. Absolutely. They do. And, and one final comment. Yes. Yes. It's more of a business decision. They may follow or support you in the long run. I get what you're saying. You know, you want to build a good reputation with anyone in the service industry, because a lot of times when you're invited to a media event, the whole point is to get you to come in, try the food and be a returning customer. Can you imagine if you go out to eat? Let's say Susie's your server. You get a free meal and you don't leave her a tip and then you come back. Do you think Susie's going to be super thrilled <laughs> to wait on you? You guys have to think about that. So just remember, what goes around comes around, and like I said, take care of those who take care of you. Well, I wanted to, um, you know, thank you guys again for always being so supportive and listening. I really appreciate everybody's feedback. It's it's so important to me and. It was really fun when I actually asked this question. I got a lot of other things, which it would take me an hour to go through everything. But I just wanted to highlight some of the most important responses. So just remember, always tip your servers when dining out. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy some football if that's your thing. I'll be um, continuing my search for really good chicken wings. I'm having fun with this right now. Have a great weekend, everybody, and make sure to eat something delicious.
0: This is a live Bolden Boss up quick fix on Radio Influence. Surveys in the workplace, you know they always say that they're anonymous. Are they anonymous? Mm, that's a great question. Right? Nobody wants to answer those if you know who it's coming from. Because mm-hmm. you never know what the what the resolution's going right. to be. Like what is the purpose of the survey first? Is it like testing like employee feedback on like the the current company like culture or the management, like, Ooh, yeah. I don't know. That. I'd be a little like if if it's like, um, tell us how you think your managers are doing. Right. You don't want to bash them. Right. Cause first of all, you never know. Second of all, if there's places for comments, there's always ways to like, Hmm, who do you think this is? And I, some, oh, most of the times I think you have to Put your title in or you have to put your level years of experience. So it kind of narrows it down. Right. They're going to, yeah. If you have to write something in in a comment section, they could probably guess who it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you, you're, right. your, your style kind of adds in there as opposed mm-hmm. to just picking, oh, one through 10 and, and leveling them on a number scale or something like that. Right. Yeah, I would love to sticky. hear like people who know, like, are these surveys really anonymous? Like if you do it through like Survey or if you do it through another Survey platform? Like, are they? Are they not? Obviously, there's a way to trace all these surveys. It goes to your email. There's or... got to be a way on the back end, like from a oh, development totally. standpoint. If you really want to know. If you, you really want to know, but mm-hmm. I would say if you are asked to take an anonymous survey from your workplace, be mindful. Be mindful of what you're marking down. Think to yourself. And I, I actually. S- try to use this in my personal life if someone was to ask me this in person would you say it would i say it to them yeah. right would i actually articulate this and and how would i say it and then respond accordingly live bold and boss up with stephanie Marchese and ashley Jiraki can be found on apple podcast stitcher TuneIn, in google podcast the iheart radio app spotify and RadioInfluence.com.